Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are about to celebrate the death of the wilderness year with the death of Adric. We watched Earthshock this week, but before we get to that, my name is John, and joining me as always is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello, sir. Hello, how are you? I'm quite well. Excellent. I had uh we are recording on a Saturday, which is something we usually don't do, but uh No, and I'm sitting here going like I need to go watch Ghost Adventures. Oh wait, no, I need to record podcast. That's right. Ghost Adventures has to wait. Uh first of all, thank you, Taylor, for doing this. Because oh, this is no a problem. uh I guess a my bad. WrestleMania is tomorrow, so it's a national <laughs> holiday here at uh, uh NOTLG. Yes. And then on Monday, I am taking my uh, dad to opening day at uh, the A's game. So that is why I cannot record on Monday. So we well, just said uh, we can do it today. So we're here. Totally. And we're going to do it. And those are those are two very good reasons to bump recording up to a Saturday. Agreed. So uh, how you been? Um, good, man. What a gorgeous day, at least here in the Bay Area. I mean, it was nearly 80 degrees. We did a bunch of work in the backyard on the garden, spent way more than I expected on new tires for my wife's car. You know, just a Saturday. The usual. <laughs> the usual. How about you? I, uh, I've been pretty good. I yeah. just got back a little while ago from the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Very nice. And that was a lot of fun. It was my niece's third birthday today. Three now. Yes, she is three years old, and we are going to have her official birthday party tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Has, she, has she entered the why phase? Not yet. like everything? Not yet. <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. I haven't noticed it that much, but, you know. I've I've discovered that there is a second phase of the Y phase that comes apparently around five, five and a half years old because that's all my son is doing. But it's like it's like sitting in a movie theater and having somebody ask all throughout the movie why certain things are happening, even if it's your first time seeing it. Oh so boy. you can't answer because you don't, you don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing that a lot. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm assuming it'll pass. That's why I usually go, I don't know, buddy. I haven't seen this either, but I bet if we keep watching and pay attention, they'll explain it to us. But why will they explain it to us? <laughs> right. And apparently saying Disney magic doesn't answer it anymore. Uh-oh. I know. Well, there you go. I don't want that answer. Well, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I don't like that answer. There you go. Fight the authority. Right? (laughs) That's my boy. So, before we talk about Earthshock, we have... Well, we got... Some of it is who news. Some of it is just some some plug stuff. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We got a bit. And, and, I mean, even just in the past 36 hours, there's been stuff that I've had to add. Oh, yeah. Because news has broke. Like, it is so broke. It has been broken wide open. Wide open. But I guess Open. the I guess the first thing we should say is uh, welcome new listeners. Hi there. And also thank you to uh, Mr. Paul Cornell. Mm-hmm. He uh if you don't know, did an interview with us last last week. Yeah. Was that last Oh boy, it, it's been all It feels like it's been longer, but yeah. Last week and uh it was it was really cool. We got a lot of good feedback on it 
and yeah, yes. totally. he blogged about it. So there's there's a link to uh, that particular episode through through his blog on his site. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Also, thank you to the Doctor Who Show, which is a another podcast in the Doctor Who Podcasting Alliance, <laughs> and I believe. Mr. M.A. Sokol is a part of that show as well. He does big finish reviews for them. Yeah. And yeah, based down in Australia. Yeah, I remember, and I don't know if we had actually ever d- discussed this on, on air, but we might as well right now. Mm-hmm. When Mike was on the show and he was, they were talking about Gallifrey and they yes. had mentioned John from Podcastica and the host mm-hmm. of the show went, oh yeah, I was very taken aback by that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, I, I came back from Gallifrey one and I, I am now probably listening to at least five different Doctor Who podcasts in addition to our own. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'm listening to a lot of stuff and it's, it's really nice to kind of get some other perspectives and stuff. So yeah, the Doctor Who show, but they're based out of Australia. Um, and yeah, to hear, to hear that kind of familiarity, I'm like, oh my God, wow. People know who we are. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> cool and also strange. Um, a little bit, but yeah. So for me, at least, to the folks at the the Doctor Who show for, uh, you know, giving us a shout, and uh, you know, it's killing me. There's one on, uh, I think Facebook and Twitter, and they've they've kind of shared our posts sometimes and and retweeted our stuff. Um, and I can't. It's like Doctor Who something something and companions, and I feel so bad because I can't remember the name right now, but they they kind ca- of grabbed some of our stuff and, and shared it out. I got it. You got it? Companions oh, of the Doctor. That's it. Thank you. Oh, yes. thank you, Companions of the Doctor. Yes, for... thank you so much. They have been... Boosting our signal. Yes, and we we love that you are doing that. That is awesome. We feel... Makes us feel real good about it. Totally. And and we appreciate all of you guys who listen, and if you've come to us new from any of these sources, or if you just stumbled across us from, I don't know, God knows where, um, welcome. Yes, welcome to whatever this is. <laughs> well, yeah, you're joining us for a very special episode. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, so on Friday, oh boy, news broke yes. that Bill Potts is gay. Yeah. The character, the newest companion, is openly gay, and that's great, and it's also about time. I guess. And we're still making a big deal out of it. Right. We're not there a, yet, I guess. We should be, but we're not. Exactly. And and I'll have a link in the show notes uh, to um, the article on uh, BBC uh, with a little video of uh, Pearl Mackey talking about the character. Um, it, yeah, I mean, apparently it's, it's just something established from like her second line of dialogue uh, in the first episode. And it's just, it's there. That's who she is. And, and for me, kind of sitting there at work, kind of like watching this all unfold and watching a lot of people that I follow, like on Twitter and stuff, um, react to this. Now, I, you know, here's my claim to fame. Yeah, I'm white, male, I'm 40. Um, okay, I'm not gay, but, you know, I'm in a non-monogamous relationship. So that's, yeah. I guess I get to that. Um, but it was still exciting for me, I actually felt very uplifted watching everybody kind of react to this and, and seeing a lot of people going, oh, my gosh, there is somebody who, you know, uh, not just looks like me now, but but also has the same orientation that I do. And that's awesome. That representation is fantastic. And um, at least the response that I've been seeing, I try not to dive down into many comment sections, um, has been really uplifting. And it has actually just made me that much more excited for the new season. Yeah, I am. 
I mean, everything we've been seeing, I've I've been pretty pumped already, and now I'm just even I'm even more pumped. I'm just yeah. very it, and and I'll be honest, I other programs have given us plugs. I will give a plug to Gallifrey Public Radio, their most recent episode. They kind of like really kind of broke a little deeper into what they know about each episode uh, of the new season, which at this point actually isn't as much as previous years. Um, but what I've heard, while I won't dive into it, really has kind of reinforced my guess that season 10 will be like a retrospective of um, classic Who references. Oh, I like that. In a lot of ways. Maybe, maybe not in every single story, but I'm, I'm seeing stuff kind of trickling out that is kind of supporting that. Excellent. Yeah. I like that. So Taylor, yeah. We just mentioned Gallifrey 1. I know it felt like it was just last month. Oh, it was last last month. Well, well I mean 2 months ago. Well, yeah, well, it's just April 1st. April Fools. Apparently there was a while we're on the subject and this I guess isn't really who news, but apparently there was a false report going out that Peter Capaldi was going to uh I guess it would be degenerate into David Tennant. Oh God! And people <laughs> fell for it for a little bit. I, you know what? I maybe I'm just getting old and cynical, but only one person today, and I and I mean that in between persons and news outlets and and websites and everything, managed to genuinely fool me. Only one person did. Everyone else, I'd get partway into it and be like, "Yeah, okay, it's April. Yeah, whatever." <laughs> You know, moving yeah. on. Whatever. Um, and and I love my son's idea of April Fool's Day. He was all excited. He his idea of April Fool's Day is running up to mom, going, "Look over there, polka dot underwear." And when she turns away, he'll like run around like behind her and surprise her. That that's April Fool's to him. <laughs> hey. I'm like, all right, dude, go for it. I mean, that's not that bad. No, that's not. So Gallifrey one tickets yes. go on sale. Next week, or this week, technically, when you're listening to this. At noon, hotel rooms go up May 1st at noon. The Monday, of course, so we'll all be sitting at work being like, oh, God, we need to try and get a room. Yes. So the we had like a month of cool down time, and now we're back in it. Yeah. I have to remember I am tasked with getting my friend Terry a ticket because she will be out of the country. So I have to remind myself that jot that down on a post-it note. Yeah. We kind of, I think we kind of need to get the, the group chat amongst our, our, our circle going. Uh, Ah, yes. We need to get that started going. Yes, we do figure out the room sitch because again, if I make it, uh, uh, down this year, it will definitely be like a, I'm rolling in on Friday morning and I'm out. Sunday afternoon, but if I can help at least secure the room, you know, or that kind of thing, I'll, I'll do it. We'll just switch, whatever. <sighs> yep. So much going on. <laughs> but excellent. Man the cannons. Let's go. Can you, but, but knowing that we will have all of season 10 behind us, we will have um, all of at least Bill's arc for this uh, season. We will have the Christmas special and the presuming we will have the announcement of the next doctor under our belts by the time the next, can you imagine what Gallifrey one is going to be like? No, I can't, but I imagine it's it'll be, be it will indeed be bonkers. I know that much. <laughs> yeah. We will have a regeneration scene under our belts. Yeah, we will again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
So we uh, we got some teaser deets about the Ice Warriors from the from the episode they're going to be in in season ten. Do you want to divulge? Yeah. yeah, I do. So hey, fair warning, spoilers ahead. So yes, spoilers ahead, people. All right, Taylor. All right. Well, Empire Magazine describes this episode as a Jules Verne-ish spectacle. Uh, it has scenes on Mars. It features a Martian mine. Mine, not mime. I uh, wish it sand. featured a, a Martian mime. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. L- little green guy with like white face paint and a little bray. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, red sand, not surprisingly, because, you know, Mars. And a giant futuristic drill-like weapon of mysterious provenance. That's all in quotes. Hmm. Uh, now, strangely, there is a conflict between Zulu war-era British soldiers and an awakened horde of ice warriors. Okay. I, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I should have thought to look up when the Zulu war was, but I'm pretty sure it was 1800s. I believe you are correct. I, I would hope so. Um, cause I don't think it was the 1900s. <laughs> um, there's also a pivotal three-way face-off with the doctor, British troops and the ice warrior. Uh, it turns on a key intervention by new companion bill. Ooh. And, uh, lastly, at one point, an ice warrior is referred to as an upright crocodile, probably <laughs> by one of the British troops. I feel like I also saw a female ice warrior. Uh, yes, this this is this is the the this kind of like quote unquote new ice warrior uh, that has been teased, and I've heard it referred to as the the queen. Oh, cool uh, ice warrior! So that that should be pretty exciting. Excellent. <clears throat> yeah, and we'll have a link to that story uh, in the show notes as well, and even they link to the full article if you want to dive that deep. All right. Yep. Riff I'm excited about this next one. Oh, yes. This <laughs> one's great. Rift Tracks is going to be riffing the five doctors very soon. Yes. Uh, Rift Tracks, uh, Taylor and I are both huge MST3K fans. We are both very excited that it's coming back on Netflix. We, we keep um, getting... The day, the day before Doctor Who comes back, MST3K will be on Netflix. Oh, my God. Yep. There goes that whole weekend. Oh, jeez. Yep. I'm so glad I'm not doing Bampow TV anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have time. So yes, uh-huh. this is this is gonna be great. Now you need to refresh my memory. We have not done the five doctors. We did the three doctors, right? Correct. Okay. We've done the three doctors, which is the tenth anniversary story. The five doctors is the twentieth anniversary story. Now we have not reviewed it. Yeah, I believe that is the one where Tom Baker was like, "I'm not coming back," and they said, "Fine, we'll just use this footage of you on a gondola." Yeah, uh, something like that. I think yeah. at one point there might have been a wax dummy in a promotional shoot. Obviously, at this point, um, Bill Hartnell had passed away, and so there was another actor playing his part. Yes. Um, and and really, that's about all I know about that story. I really have no recollection. Oh boy. Of it, um, but yes, Rift Tracks going after Doctor Who, I'm all for it because that is pretty much the style in which I take notes. It would be yeah. very easy for me yes. and John to kind of sit down together, put on an episode, be like, "All right, everybody, cue it up. Here's this point, and go." We should. And you guys could watch at home, and we could just riff the crap out of it. We should throw our names in the hat for next year's MST3K. They do. Oh, 
I don't know Ooh. how we how we would even get get that, but uh, I'd be I, down. Yeah, I don't know either, but that would be fun. I write some jokes for a bad Doctor Who episode. Absolutely. Oh boy. Okay, so this next one. Last time we talked, yeah. the second episode of Doctor Who Happy Place had been recorded, and now it has been edited and put up on the YouTube. So you can go see me host a game show called um, Tab Who. Which right, was, like, uh, like taboo. Which was very fun. I wrote all the questions, so if you... Oh, did you? I did. If you see Lauren look at me at one point, it's because she's mad that I wrote that. I wrote. I think it was Fobwatch was the one I wrote the clues yes. that you couldn't say. Yes. She looks over at me at one point, and I was like, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> see, nice. So yeah, go check it out. It was a lot of fun, and I thought the final product I... came out very well. It was very funny. It, it... It totally did. I, I watched it almost as uh, soon as I could after seeing that it was out. It was it was a delight, and it was really cool to see you on there. Thank you. So, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. But if, if you're, I don't know, listening to this while you're on the computer, just go to YouTube and type in Doctor Who Happy Place, and you'll find it. Yeah, you can't miss it. And by all means, you know, subscribe. Uh, yes, subscribe. Stuff. Hit that button. And give the, give the thumbs up. Yes. Those are important. Click, click that thumb. Doesn't sound right. Taylor, I'll let you take this last one. Okay. So, um, you know, earlier we had mentioned the uh, the Doctor Who show. Um, they had an episode this past week, uh, which was a, a very long, very impressive um, kind of collaborative effort between a number of different fans and, and podcasts and stuff talking about um, Doctor Who music, not necessarily music from the show, but Music that is out there that has been inspired by Doctor Who or people singing about Doctor Who. Like, I know there's a band that's been around for a long time called Chameleon Circuit. Yes. Um, I think you can actually even find them on Spotify. Um, but one uh, artist was mentioned and I was like, oh, my God, I, I have to find this. I have to hear this. This sounds amazing. Um, and there's a Canadian rapper. No, not snow. I know what you're thinking. Um, his name is more or less L E S like Lester, right? More or Lesterson. If we're going to go back to power, That's of the dogs, great. right. And he released an entire doctor who themed mixtape oh tracks. It's on Spotify. When I found it, um, I don't know. Spotify was having issues that day. So I happened to find it on SoundCloud and I will put the link to it you actually can download the files they come down as wave files just to warn you i went ahead and converted them to mp3 and i have now listened to the album like 15 or 20 times <laughs> it is so good i might if i can get my act together maybe just just put a little sample of what it sounds like in here it was a Type 40, Mark 3, T-A-R-D, I-S, awfully gorgeous, called me to her to leave my home world, and I could not resist, so I said goodbye to boredom, started her up, started exploring the universe, time and space, because the ship can do the two of them, alien race that I'm a part of, since ruling them, well, more like overseeing, that was my problem, being unable to experience anything, due to non-interference, not in the spirit of living, so my mission lived life to the fullest, easily accomplished, with this magic trick I'm pulling on that, you know he's got he's got this total vibe that reminds me of like um Aussie artists bliss and so uh, the, the, there's a little bit of like a Jurassic five vibe all right 
to his stuff and just the way that he's able to uh like sample bits of the theme um just the 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 scratch work is excellent it, from all the references he makes because it's not just new who they reference it's also classic who this guy is well versed in this stuff if you ever want to hear the gods of ragnarok get shouted out in a uh, in a rap song <laughs> it's pretty awesome um but it sounds like based on the context it runs all the way up through probably the 50th anniversary special all right in terms of references so you've got clara stuff in there you've got um uh, some 11th Doctor stuff, but I don't really hear anything from the Capaldi era. Um, but like I said, I'll put a link to uh, the mixtape on SoundCloud. Please, people, check it out because um, I'm going to show my age here. It is dope. It is hella dope. <laughs> we should uh, maybe reach out. See uh, if, that uh... would be really cool. I, I will I will see what I can do. Um, certainly I've kind of like poked around on the Twitters trying to find him and I haven't seen him, but I will, I'll do mm. some groundwork on that. All right. Well, there you go. That, that would be pretty cool. That would, that would be very cool. Yeah. So, ah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this week we watched Earthshock starring Peter Davidson as the doctor, Sarah Stutton as Nessa, Jane Fielding as Tegan and Matthew Waterhouse as... Adric. It was written by Eric Sayward and directed by Peter Grimwade. It first aired March 8th through the 16th, 1982, and it is the sixth story of season 19. And you know what? Before... No, you know what? I will tell my story after the story notes and after your world-famous synopsis. So, Taylor, take it away. All right. Well, unlike the upcoming season of Who, John Nathan Turner was keen on keeping the appearance of the Cybermen a surprise. They went to great lengths to keep their involvement in the story hidden. Could you imagine what that would be like going into this new season of Doctor Who and having no idea? That would be amazing if they could keep it secret. Right? John Nathan Turner actually also forced an Adric cameo into part two of the story Time Flight, which is the next story after this. It has the Concord in it. Um, Just to avoid the news of his death being leaked early in the radio times because they obviously published the TV listings ahead of time. Yes. And if fans suddenly went, wait, why is Adric listed? Yeah. They would go, Hey, something's up. Um, interestingly enough, this was kind of neat. The cyberscope prop, uh, was built using parts, uh, that the model maker had scavenged from the set of the Nostromo that was constructed for the movie alien. Oh, that thing at the beginning? Yeah, where, where they're watching, <laughs> like, oh, look, there's the doctor's face. Yeah. Destroyed. Um, similarly, the digital readouts on the device flash up a random series of numbers that were also uh, seen on the monitors of the Nostromo, which is the spaceship that they're on. No. Oh. Uh, in Alien. So there's this kind of like, for as much as Earthshock is like, oh, God, Earthshock, there is this connection to the Alien franchise. Um. Part four, the last part of the episode, uh, is the first episode since the War Games, uh, episode 10, to feature rolling credits, right, as they roll up the screen. Yes. Every other episode, you know, you get to the end of the episode and, you know, there's cards, basically. Oh, here's three names. Oh, here's three names. Oh, instead of it scrolling up. And that was also uh, not seen again until the beginning of New Who and the episode rose. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, now this this next note, I really I should have kept handy as I was watching the episodes. But as Tegan complains that she's exhausted, something that looks like a stick is being waved around in the darkness. Uh, then as they climb the stairs on their way to the bridge, a person holding a script can be seen in the background. Oh my goodness. Oh yes. Oh. It's always fun to look for. Oh, look, there's a boom in the shot. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, lastly, when Adric is attempting to crack the code on the computer just before it's destroyed, right before his whelp moment, uh, he's lightly tapping it. And you can, it's very obvious. Like, his, he is at arm's length from this computer while trying to keep his distance because he knows <laughs> that it's about to explode. Well, I think, a, I think a Cyberman shoots it or something. Yes. Yeah, he comes in and it gets shot by a Cyberman. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Ready for a world famous synopsis? I am. Okay. This, I had to kind of pull teeth on this one, but the, the Doctor, Nyssa, Tegan, and Edric land on 26th century Earth. And, well, little of it matters, save for the fact that the Cybermen want to blow up the leaders of a bunch of planets who are all meeting uh, on Earth trying to form an alliance to fight the Cybermen. Stuff gets timey-wimey, logic puzzles get involved, and Adric dies. Indeed he does! Yes! And now now that we are here, I can finally tell the first time I watched Earthshock story. I want to hear this story. So friend, the floor is yours. Friend of the sh- friends of the show, Peter and Anna, who okay. you can uh, listen to on our galley recaps... Mm-hmm. I believe I went over to their house. They were talking about how they wanted to watch like classic episodes. And I just went over and I was like, well, what do you guys have? And they have about the same catalog we do. Okay. So I was like, um, okay, well, I don't, I don't know where, what to watch. So I think I, I can't remember. I looked up a list and I fig, I think everything on the list we had already watched. Okay. And this was the last remaining thing. I think it was episode in the whatever kind of list it was. It was episode or the number four. And I honestly don't remember what list it was. I said, all right, well, let's watch Earthshock. So we watched Earthshock. Oh, God. And I had no idea. And then as soon as like stuff towards the end was happening, I went, oh, oh, my God, that this is this episode. This is this (laughs) story. And then it ended, and they just looked at me like it was just silence, rolling credits on a crushed star. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, my bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Classic Who, I guess. <laughs> so that's my story of the first time I watched Earthshock. Oh, boy. Yeah. That, I would almost want to hear the same story from Peter and Anna's point of view. <laughs> I think they hated it. I can't remember. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is. Uh, I don't know. What'd you think of this? I. Th- I mean, I, I. The second time watching it, it was. I mean, it had its moments. Yeah. It, I, I think the second half of the story was a lot stronger than the first half. It, it is, and and I think because we're we're kind of very much thrown into the middle of things because okay they've just landed and they're having this like dysfunctional family fight yeah teen angst adric oh in his room that was the funniest thing ever like he has a room and i love the doctor knocks and just immediately enters because 
I know that exact feeling. My mom used to do that to me when I lived at home. Knock, knock. Doors open immediately. Yep. Gosh, mom. Dang. Yes. We can just remake Napoleon Dynamite with Matthew Waterhouse. Gosh, Um, space dad. Get out of my room. (laughs) Are those pictures of Nissa? No. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah. So we're kind of thrown into the middle of this. It's like, you know, here's this archaeological team that has been attacked and now they've got like military support. We don't see any of that happen. No, we do not. And they run into team TARDIS and they happen to find what, like a stereo tuner in a, uh, (laughs) behind a panel. Yes. Apparently, which is apparently a big fat bomb. Yeah. And we don't find out until much later that the only reason any of that is there is because there are a bunch of leaders from different planets meeting at Earth. Now, it would be nice to see them. It would. It would be nice to see where they're meeting because I've got a feeling it's probably nowhere near this flipping cave. Yeah, it's nowhere near the rock quarry. <laughs> right? I'm like, I feel like I recognize this rock quarry. Yes, our old friend, the rock quarry. Yes. My very first note. And a quarry. We need a shirt that has a funny pun about the rock quarry. I think that we would can, be funny. We can work on that. I've I've still got I still got our our Oh, our other one. Yes. Yes, duck and smash. Um <laughs> And 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 this military group, I mean, they look like they're rejects from an old episode of Airwolf. <laughs> yes, Is that too much of an eighties reference. To no, make that's fine. Comments? I mean, that's total Airwolf, right? And the other thing I I kind of want to mention is, do you ever think that sometimes when these shows try to develop like future tech, it just turns out they just try way too hard? Yes, and I would say that is probably true of of most science fiction. Yeah. Uh, at least at that point in time, I think I think I think at least in the 80s, especially the early 80s, you know, kind of the computer revolution was so big. You know, suddenly we went from, you know, room sized computers to everyone having one in their room um, that it was like, oh, my God, anything could be possible. <laughs> we've got this and that and the other thing. And, you know, we've got. Uh, who knows what? It's like the one thing that that very few kind of grabbed on was the idea of the internet. Yeah. Um. Or or you know so many cat videos and um, <laughs> but yeah I I think a lot of times a lot of times they come up with these ideas for like here's what the future's gonna have and yeah. it's so far off the mark um, that looking at it from at least you know thirty forty years into the future it's like really. Dude, that's just no. Why would we? You're still using dot matrix printers. What? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <clears throat> you know, but then there's other stuff that gets it really well, like Star Trek: The Next Generation and touchscreen yes. interfaces. You know, so there's there there's a trade off. I mean, some stuff gets it really right. Um, like I would say right now. I mean, if anybody out there is not watching The Expanse yet, like go Me, go I know. watch The Expanse. I know, and I'm going to keep harassing you about that, dude. It is so good. I, I sat um, through an entire panel at Gallifrey where everyone was just saying, why aren't you all watching oh, The Expanse? That's right, yeah. Because it is that good. Yeah. Um, and, and they get a lot. I mean, they are working incredibly hard to get the science right. 
Um, and it's not that far into the future. It's a few hundred years uh, into the future. And it's based very much off of what could realistically be possible. So that that all, I think, kind of lends to it where you've got something like Earthshock where it's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> we got to get this story made. And, you know, here's our budget plus a little bit of pocket lens. And, you know, <laughs> obviously you're going to have some discrepancies. But when you're comparing that, I mean, that's apples and oranges. Really. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, it would have been nice to kind of get that whole like motivation for the Cybermen to be there trying to blow stuff up. Um, because without it, I'm like, okay, the Cybermen are just here and they're doing things. Yeah. Also in, uh, in part one, we find out that Adric wants to go back home because literally no one likes him. Right. Yes. And he yeah. also throws sneaking words in and yeah, he, he's taken some shots. He takes, he throws some shade towards the doctor's regeneration. Like, yes. Like my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's like this whole, like I get this whole vibe of like, you know, the doctor as like an absent dad and Adric's like, I want to go live with mom. I yeah. Want to go back to space. I know how to get there. I got a badge in math. Yes. You know? And then he goes, can I use the computer? And the doctor's like, okay, fine, but don't look at my browser history. Basically. <laughs> Seriously. It's, yeah. It was just, there was a lot of lifetime original movie drama I, going on here okay fair fair i was i was gonna say like you know abc after school special abc family movie yeah you know I mean, that's completely just that like here let's write the most dysfunctional family we can yes so basically the the rest of part one is people showing up as blips on this radar they are yes. promptly murdered by the mime droids as i like to call them uh, that's you know what that's I mean I came up with silver mannequins so my yeah, droids, that's still pretty I, good I know I like yours I did I, I'll say this the the the, the our airwolf guys I like the the, uh, the the prop design of their guns those looked cool I like their helmets too yeah, their helmets were pretty badass uh, yeah I enjoyed them and you know most of them ended up dying and we couldn't figure out why and we figured out because you know, mime droids don't show up on the radar. No, and they apparently shoot stuff out of their hands. Yes, they do. Like Iron Man. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. And and much like most times when the Doctor and Team TARDIS enter a murder zone, they are, <laughs> they are promptly blamed. And my yes. favorite is, I believe the Doctor says, let me show you how we traveled here. And the, the guy in charge goes, don't waste my time. It's like, <laughs> dude, he's trying to show you how they got there. It's yep. like, oh, this is all a big misunderstanding. Clearly, you didn't murder 12 people. <laughs> but what do I know? Well, and, and, and speaking of murder, we get this little little gentle foreshadowing of like, oh, look, dinosaur fossils. And the doctor going, you know, I always meant to go back and figure out how they actually died. You know, yes. was it actually a comet hitting the earth? And I'm like, oh. My God, could that be more heavy-handed? Welp. Yep, pretty much. Although I will say this, you know, we, we we tend to talk about the music in a story, at least on some level. And somewhere in this very first episode, there was a piece of music. I think it was, I think it was just before they talk about the dinosaurs dying out. And uh -huh. it was like music, like a cheap ringtone. Oh, geez. It was like... 
I thought I thought I literally thought something on the TARDIS console was like chiming. Like it sounded that, you know, like Nokia brick ringtone kind of thing. And I'm like, what is oh, that's the music. Oh. I actually okay. don't think I noticed any of the music in this entire entire story. If it's any consolation, I think that's the only time I noted the music. I mean I noticed when there wasn't any music. Oh the, well that, that's we'll, hard to miss. We'll get to that. Yes. So I mean the, the, the end of part one, we find out that the uh, the Cybermen are behind this all. They're using the androids. And they are. I thought that was a pretty cool reveal. I remember the first time I, I watched it, I went, oh, look at that. Here are yes. the Cybermen. Exactly. And, and, and looking at it, I think, in the context of its original airing and there being no hint of Cybermen. Yeah, I feel I think that's a great reveal. Yeah, the setup was very good because it's yes. the way it starts out is you think the mime droids are the, the villains. Right. But then, I mean, I mean, technically they are, but they're not the the main controller. Right. Which is very good reveal. Yeah, now that that I will say this story really did well. Anything before we move on to part two? I like the peppermint laser blasts. Yes, that's actually my first note for part two, is these lasers oh, are amazing. Well. Yeah, these lasers are amazing. These lasers are amazing, and they are they are pink and darker pink, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's peppermint laser blasts. I'm looking at my notes for part two, and I feel like they've returned to they've returned to uh, their their mightiness, which is just caps and nothing of nothing of substance. I I have I have some caps. I probably do not have as many as you. I think I think your caps lock button might be broken. I think my first note of substance is these Cybermen are a lot more sassy than the modern day ones. <laughs> they are, but I also think they've all been programmed by Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Yes, and you know what? They also are modeled after him because they are stringy, gangly things. Ah. ah. All right, all right. That that that's even better. I think if you actually took a shot every time they said "excellent," um, <laughs> you would be completely toasted by the end of story of episode two. Yes, uh, confirmed. They they really okay. Yeah, I was drinking heavily during. No, I wasn't. They they say it quite a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> uh what else? I thought the bomb looked pretty cool. When we finally yes. get to the bomb, we just we'd spoken about that a little bit earlier. It was hiding in a a oh, cubby in a cave. A cubby, yes, a cubby. I totally like. He popped it open. I'm like, oh, it's a stereo tuner. Yeah, like an '80s piece of. Yeah, where's the turntable? Oh no, it's the bomb. Explode the bomb. Explode. Activate the device. Yes. There's a lot of yelling. More power. There's a, just a I, bunch of stuff going on. I was so amazed to know that. Uh, uh, Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear actually played a Cyberman because that's all he seemed to shout on Top Gear was more power as he drove cars around <laughs> tracks, you know? Wow. I'm like, it's Cyber Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> Fist bump to all the gearheads out there. Right on. Um, I did like the I, scene where we, we go through all the doctors. Oh, yes. I always like a nice little flashback when we get to see all yep. the doctors doing stuff. There's a little retrospective in there. I thought that was nice. Um, it was interesting to see that when they took the uh, bomb, I, th I think they took the bomb back to the TARDIS, right? And they hooked it up to try and jam the signal. Yes. On it. I'm like, that's like an old fashioned, like, you know, parallel port, like a big flat ribbon cable that you'd see in, I don't know, like an old Commodore or something. <laughs> like, that's a really old piece of technology. Yes, definitely. It definitely was. And uh, 
we I, we thwart the plans, kind of. Deac- deactivate us up the bomb. I'm starting to make uh, all your face <laughs> references now. Excellent. Yes. And we decide we're going to go see who... I believe the doctor says, oh, we got to go see who made these androids. Yes. So we got to go up to the spaceship. So now we're on a spaceship. We're on the freighter. And which which actually kind of looks a bit like the ship from Alien in some ways. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and then and then we get Captain Grandma, Captain, Captain Sassy Grandma, Captain Briggs, who I love. Oh, is was that was that her name? Captain Briggs. Briggs. Yes, I looked her Thanks. up. Oh, good. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. I just I, I one I think it's awesome that we have not just an older character or an older actor playing the captain of the ship, but it is an older lady and i swear i recognize her from something and we also had i i I would assume that was her second in command was also a lady yes so there you go future i mean they got one thing they didn't overthink that part of the future (laughs) no no but i i honestly captain briggs i loved her character maybe she uh programmed the cybermen (laughs) to be sassy full of sass that would be great I loved it. It was great. And then we end part two with like the longest chase scene of all time. Oh my gosh, yes. Where it was very just reminiscent of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of corridors, which between that and a quarry, this is probably about as classic as classic who gets. Oh yeah, it doesn't get more classic than this. But they that's a decent cliffhanger at the end of part two. On this ship, we execute murderers. Yes. Everyone's just jumping to conclusions here. I love well, that again. Adric's just like, oh man, there's a dead body. This is not going to end well for us. We need to get out of here before they think we did it. Yes, and like, the guys are right behind you. Yes. Don't turn around. He's literally right there. <laughs> so part three. We're just flying through this, by the way. Well, yeah, well. I mean, again, there's not much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a story of substance. What that substance is is still being sent out to a lab to be figured out. Yes. Um, and, and and my first note for episode three is Captain... Hang on, let me get back up to it. My mouse freaked out on me. Captain Grandma of Word Choice. All she want, Captain Briggs just wants her bonus, okay, everybody? She doesn't care yeah. if there's 40 bombs or 20 Cybermen or bombs that are actually cybermen she just wants her bonus okay (laughs) she just doesn't care about anything else yeah and i I will admit when adric and the doctor on the same page pretty good stuff their banter is pretty good uh yeah i agree i thoroughly enjoyed that i also i kind of glossed over it one note i did have is i really liked the adric doctor scene in part two where they kind of are like, hey, man, sorry about that whole saying Tom Baker was better than you. <laughs> yes. And he's like, he yeah. didn't really want to go home. He just wanted to prove a point, which, I, I mean, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. It, it um, They did that well. It, again, kind of had that feeling of the, you know, Lifetime special where it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry. Let's make up. You know what uh, else is great, uh, and we're, we'll jump back to part three. There is some good stuff in in part three, but I will say the best part was the Doctor didn't see the Cybermen until part three. So 
we knew about the Cybermen. Oh, that's true, huh? He didn't know about the Cybermen until part three. So that's the first time in seven years that he sees the Cybermen. He's like, oh, crap. Oh, interesting. I thought that was a very good scene where he finally like, oh, it's, oh, great. This <laughs> These guys are here. Oh, it's you. Party's over, everybody. Right. Um, you know, I, I have to say, because, you know, I... I I grew up kind of watching uh, quite a bit of this era of, of Doctor Who. When I was young, I really fancied Nyssa. Um, she was definitely my hashtag swoon city. Swoon city, um, eh? Right. Well, but now now that I'm a bit older, I, I really kind of fancy Tegan a bit more between the two of them. Um, And I'm not sure why. Oh, man. I don't know, man. This is... Uh... <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't That's decide. Okay. I can't decide. I, hey, why should you have to? Decide? That's true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> Although I do feel like Nissa is very much sidelined in this episode, or in this entire story. Well, and when she she is around, she seems a lot more. She's very aggressive. Like everyone's deciding whether or not they should like shoot the Cybermen, and she's like, I don't care, let's destroy these people. Oh, yeah, no, there, I think there's a few times where she grabs one of their weapons, and she's just like, uh-uh, Yeah, she's just ow. going at it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is good, but I, I, I think this also speaks to sometimes the trouble with having three companions. Yeah. You know, and and being able to write well for that, and, you know, kind of keeping them all balanced. I I feel like you've got a story where one of them is just going to be sidelined for a good chunk of it. Especially when you have, they're all in different places. Yes. So it's like, oh, we have to write for Nyssa, and then we have to write for Tegan, and then we have to write for Adric, and they're all doing different things. They're not like, oh, we have to write for two people in one scene. It's, oh boy, it's crazy, because I feel like this entire time, isn't Tegan just chilling in the TARDIS? Um, In episode three, Three, I think she's actually gone out. I, or I actually, I take that back because, despite the fact, because I remember they're both in the TARDIS for a bit, and it's kind of a study in you know wacky hair between the two of them. Um, but at one point, um, you know, uh, God, I, I can't remember the character's name. The head of Team Airwolf, who I just called Mac McMustache. Fair man of action. I know that is good enough. Okay. He's like, no, we're going to go out there and, and, and we're going to, we're going to help and we're going to take down these Cybermen and Tegan for whatever reason goes, all right, well then I'm going with you. And for some reason I need her jumpsuit. <laughs> yes, that's right. Right. So this other lady, they, I don't know, swap clothes or something. And she stays behind with Nissa instead of Tegan staying behind with Nissa. Yeah. But apparently she needed the jumpsuit. I mean, why not? Just when in Rome. Yeah. Do as the Romans do, I sure. guess. And 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 I love that at one point, you know, Tegan just refers to herself. She's like, I know, I know. I'm just a mouth on legs. <laughs> so Cybermen, you know, doing their cyber thing. They're trying I like to... that. Cybermen doing their cyber thing. That might just be our ultimate <laughs> title. They're trying to take over the bridge and they're just not having it. And actually one of them becomes a door. Which is great. Yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> and they eventually overthrow the paper mache door and make their way through. And then we get to see the cyber army. Oh, the cyber. I mean, the for... single file column of Cybermen that's, <laughs> the that's mir- mirrored a couple times. The mirrored effect. I mean, whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, you, you do what you got to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally get it. It just was a, a little, okay, painfully obvious. Oh, definitely. Yes, it definitely was, but, you know, um, it, early 80s. Pause? Yeah, 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 yeah. Early yeah. 80s um, BBC. Pretty much. But hey, at least the K's in this episode looked a lot better than the blue screened ones from Underworld. Oh, 100%. So, you know, we'll we'll give this episode that. Um and and while we've been talking, I've done a little bit of research on our Captain Briggs. Yes. Um, because like I said, I know I recognized her from something. And it drove me nuts while I was watching this and I just didn't get around to researching it. The actress's name is is Beryl Reed, B E R Y L. Um Reed R E I D if you want to look her up. Um, unfortunately passed in, in 1996. Um, but yes, in 1982, she was in Earthshock and a year later she was in one of my favorite films of all time because it basically was a collaboration between most of Monty Python and Cheech and Chong. <laughs> oh, listening. Yes. Called Yellowbeard. Um, and it's, it's fantastic. It's hilarious. It, it actually is available on DVD. Uh, it wasn't for the longest time. And as soon as it was, I rushed out and found a copy. And I said, the world is safe again. But everybody needs <laughs> to see this film. And she, she plays a character in there. I knew she looked familiar. It is the moment I saw that. 1983, yellow beard. I'm like, that's it. That's what I know her from. God dang it. Well, there you go. That was a, 1983. That was a year later. That was. That was just a year later. Well, look at that. <laughs> uh, so, she was anyway. great. I absolutely loved her in this. She was fantastic. So good. I really like our sassy gram- grandma captain. So part four, my first observation was I just really wanted that Cyberman to sit in that leather chair. They're very smug, these Cybermen, these these puffy snow boot Cybermen. Yes. But I mean, just imagine... Like the like when he was working over the controls, I'm like the chair's there, Cyberman. Just sit in it. Yeah, that would be great. Just imagine a Cyberman sitting in a leather chair. But he'd have to cross his leg over, and he'd have to have like a cyber cat in his lap. You know what? I bet they said, "Don't sit down. That's too human." <laughs> well, probably. I yeah. Mean, realistically, it's like, well, no. If you're gonna sit down, that's showing emotion. You're, you know, you're you're tired, or you know scheming or something <laughs> no, you have to be emotionless and scheme anyway because that's what they're doing yeah <laughs> scheming the night away yep so, so we... now the cybermen's plan i think is to smash the ship into the conference yes a flying bomb but would also destroy thousands of cybermen in the process and so how does that work toward victory it, it would just i think the is he the cyber controller i don't think he is he's just I, it might be Cyber Commander. The Cyber Commander. The cyber Controller is a little bit more brainy. Yeah. Not this one. I believe he said it wouldn't matter if they all died because it would prove that they are superior with their crazy plan. <laughs> we are superior. And I believe he also said that he, he was going to leave, so he would at least be saved. <laughs> yeah, a little self-serving. Yeah, no just emotions. a little bit. I'm not so sure about that. Well, somebody's got to rebuild the Cyber Army. Yeah. Good point. And we, we, of course, in this episode, get a lot of the, you know, oh, what good are emotions? And, yes. Yeah. Oh, this is They're when he's like, yeah, I'll kill your friend. And then the doctor's like, no, don't kill my friend. And he's like, see, you're dumb. <laughs> you are weak and we are strong. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I will taunt you with facts. 
I, I do like the, I, I like that the Cybermen do come sealed for freshness. <laughs> yes, what is that? Do you remember Tomb of the Cybermen? I mean, apparently I don't. Were uh, they in plastic? Do... Yeah. Well, they they had oh god, the tomb itself. Um, they they had it was almost oh, like they it were, was like the Muppets were like thing. Intel packages. Yes, the Muppets <laughs> thing. Yes, and they they had to push their way out of that. Yes. Although in okay. this one, they they in Earth Shock they break out of you know foam silos. Yes. Karate kick their way out. Oh man, that was great too. It was, but yeah, it, it was just like, those. oh, they're they're vacuum sealed for freshness. Well, how nice is that? Yeah, that's pretty convenient. Yeah, I, you know, I prefer my Cybermen fresh. So we're all basically vacating this place. The freighter. The freighter. I wanted to call a spaceship again, uh, but I was scanning. I was scanning because I'm like, I know I called it a freighter somewhere. Yeah. So and they've the Cybermen have have booby trapped it with logic puzzles yes and 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 adric says it's booby trapped but it could be disconnected i'm like wait doesn't that just contradict itself yeah how do you but no uh okay go ahead (laughs) so the boys shall stay here and everyone's like oh cool adric's gonna stay here all right see you later adric we'll figure it out later okay bye and they That's oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Te- not Tegan does happened. push back a little I know, bit. That's not what happens. <laughs> I'm well aware. But Adric's like, just leave. Just leave me alone. Go. I'll find my. I, f- I believe he says, I will find my own way home, which uh, technically he did. <laughs> I don't know that that actually pushed him back through to e space. Hey, you never know. Uh, that's true. I. I will say this, this this was a story note that I almost included and chose not to, but I'm going to share it now. There was later on, <clears throat> I can't remember now if it was in um, an audio piece or um, uh, uh, a story written that actually kind of retconned things a little bit and that like Adric was rescued and taken back to eSpace before the freighter hit the ground. And frankly, I hate that idea. Yeah, I feel I like this is a fixed moment in time. You can't go back. Right. So so that that something exists that kind of takes away, obviously, the the writer's original intention in this story and the reaction of all the fans of the world over for however long it was until that story was written, I think is really unfair. I think it's dumb and I think it shouldn't be part of this. So that's why I left the story note out. But now that you mentioned it, I'm like, okay, I'll just share this. Because now I have feelings about it. All right, let's go on a little tangent here. They kind of did the all same right. thing with Clara, didn't they? They completely did. They completely did. And I didn't like that either. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how. I mean, let's not get it twisted. I love Clara. Oh, yes. I love original Clara kind of soured on boyfriend Clara. Yeah. And then came back around. Mm-hmm. And then they did that. And I didn't I didn't like that. I still don't. I mean, yes, technically she's still going to die, but it's like, well, I'm just going to tool around now. Exactly. It's 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 the whole Deus Ex Machina, you know, uh thing. And it's just like in um which Christmas special was it where it's like, oh, well, Everybody gets a second chance, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second, wait a second. You just put us through all this, and now you're like, well, it didn't really count. Oh yes, that was the um the one was where that last Christmas. Yes, that was the one where everyone was uh they had the slugs on them or something. Where uh, yes, yeah, or whatever they were. Yes. I can't remember what they no, were. No, 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 you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
um, anytime they, and, and by that, I mean, TV in general, not just talking Dr. Who anytime anybody does that, that is just a cheap out. If you are going to kill a character, kill them, be done with it. Let us all hurt. Let us all work through it. We're big kids. We can do it. Especially on this show. Right. But I mean, this pretty much Clara's coming back for the Christmas special, right? Like, I, I don't think there's any way around it that she will be back. Right. It, the Christmas 2017? Yeah. What? It's, Capal- uh, it's Capaldi's last episode. She's technically still alive. That will be Moffat's last episode. Oh, okay. I... I'm i just calling it right now. Let's just do that. Okay. Somebody write this down. John has called it. I've Jenna called Coleman it here. eight months before it happens. Uh, yes. Eight, eight, eight months and change. It's going to happen. I bet in, the, in that moment before he regenerates... He will remember who she is. Oh, that's right, because he forgets. Oh, that's right. And then he will regenerate, and then she will be gone. Back oh, into her moment. Oh, I will. I'll say this. I bet that right now the Christmas episode has not been written yet. No, absolutely not. I really kind of hope that Stephen Moffat does not listen to our show. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> you never know. True. You know? Why? Because I just gave him an awesome idea. I I I think so. Yes, but I think it will also be an idea, and I think it will also be an idea that will ultimately just tear at our heartstrings. Oh, of course, and that's what he wants probably to do on the way out. He he does derive, I think, his mystical powers from doing that to Phantom. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I don't I don't know about you, Taylor. Maybe we should yeah. get back to the task at hand. Oh, that's right. We were kind of delaying another death by talking about delaying death. So I mean, at the death of the wilderness here. Yes, my favorite is Inception. when when the Cyberman says everything has been considered, and I just really I need to get a soundboard that has um, the Arrested Development voiceover, where it's just like everything has been considered. It hadn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> it clearly hadn't had it like not all those, all those 80s shows where all of a sudden it pauses that was me yes 25 minutes ago and i thought i had everything figured out <laughs> so we find out that the, you know we're on a flying bomb now and that we've also traveled back 65 million years into the past yes because as adric is figuring out these logic puzzles the ship is getting some of its control back but it's also kind of freaking out yes. and traveling through time. Did, did, does that mean the Cybermen accidentally invented time travel? I mean, I guess, yeah. By, by apparently not taking that into account. Man, they should have taken that into account. They could have, uh, you know, actually ruled yeah. the, the universe. Well, and then I had a moment of science because they're like, uh, yeah, they're traveling through time, but they're still at the same point in space. And I'm like, well, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Does this... Spatial coordinates change with time. I'm like, hang on. That's not how fourth dimensional physics work. Well, wibbly wobbly, you know. That's, yeah, fair. So we t- we find out, the big reveal is that the freighter is, in fact, the meteorite. Yep. And. Going toward Earth. Yep. Going towards. Dino burgers. The Earth. And right about now, finally, after three and a half episodes, the audience tension starts to ramp up. Yes. Um. Oh boy. But now the Earth is safe-ish. 
yeah, the earth, the earth is somewhat shade, uh, safe, but um, we're one less companion. I did like Adric's whelp moment when the oh the Cyberman <laughs> shoots the... He's like, oh, I think I got it figured out. And then he shoots the thing in the Cyberman. Dude, these Cybermen dying at the end were just like the funniest. That like, and just yes. falling over. Yeah. It was good stuff. Like they're all drowning in their uh, suits and stuff. Yeah. Now, obviously... We've completely neglected the fact that um, uh, the doctor gets hold of Adric's, you know, gold math badge. Yes. Uh, and proceeds to shove it into the, uh, I don't know, intake. Uh, I would just of, say the heart. That's where we are, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a it's a grid. You know, it's it's a mesh thing. Obviously, the, the gold has to be ingested to uh, harm the Cybermen. Um, so I don't know. I I'd just call it. But yes, it is kind of right on the panel of the chest where the heart would be. And then the doctor proceeds to just shoot him a million times in the chest. And I'm like, stop, he's already dead. (laughs) This is making me feel good. And we, we basically just open up the, the view window here and watch Adric explode and die. Yeah. You know what? And, and for all this talk of it, you know, it's going to crash into the earth. Oh, it's going to crash into the earth. It just looks like it explodes in space. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't actually collide. I'm just, well, basically what we can assume is, well, the debris fell to the blah, the blue and blew up dinosaurs (laughs) or something. I don't know. All right. All right. I'll give you that. And then blink abrupt end. Oh man. So the doctor looks Looks real sad. Yeah. Everyone's very sad. Yeah. And then we quick cut to no, the broken no. star on the ground, the scrolling credits, and absolutely no music. Yeah. And it is Not haunting. <laughs> it, again, as as a choice that everybody on this production team made to do something new, to do something ballsy. Let's be honest, because we you haven't had a character you know, killed like that in all of up to this point. No, you have not. The choices they made to kind of keep the Cybermen on the down low until that reveal, do this, choose this as the ending. I mean, (laughs) was this the moment of like black magic that created Stephen Moffat? Maybe it could have been, (laughs) you know, it's like, Oh my God, let's make the audience just feel horrible. Yeah, and they did. And and exactly. You know, so on the one hand, totally applaud them for for taking that chance and 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 getting that payoff. Oh yeah, it was quite the sad. The rest of the story, the rest of the story actually is kind of weak. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I thought it picked up as soon as they went on to the the freighter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. It did. Too um, many moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 too much of a a plot point those those too far away from the story itself. It's like, hey, here's why we're trying to blow stuff up on the earth. Yeah, that was so far removed from the action of the story that it was like it was it was a throwaway comment almost. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just stop talking about Earthshock and never talk about it ever again. Can I can I just say one more thing then, and I'll and I'll let it go. All right, fine. Okay, after they got through the whole silent roll of credits, they really needed to have an after-school special moment where the doctor sits down and being like, folks, you know, if your teen is withdrawn, sad, working out too many logic puzzles, talk to them. Don't wait until it's too late. You know, and have kind of like a PSA. That would have been, I think that just would have 
ruined everything. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like I did that by choosing this episode. So, you know, let's just complete the set. <laughs> yeah, you ruined everything. We could have went out on a good note. I don't think here... Black Orchid would have been that good of a note, but which got a nod. It got a nod in this in the first episode. Oh, it did. That's right. It totally did. Oh, here's this book. You should read it. It's from the last episode we were in. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. So uh, well, here we are. Here we are. Next time on the precipice on Podcastica, we will be discussing the pilot. The pilot written by one Stephen Moffat. And directed by Lawrence Go or Goff, depending on where you're from. Uh, yeah, pronunciation. And it is the first episode of Series 10. We are we made it, folks. Thank you for going on this crazy journey with us. Oh, boy. We will be back weekly. Yes. And we've already lined up one guest. Or, I'm sorry, I lined up a guest, and I'm just telling Taylor about it now on air, apparently. That's okay. I'm I'm in, in the process of, of working on a, a periodic uh, uh, additional co-host to come and join us and give us some fresh perspective. And I have to... I asked Mike what... Epi- he called an episode. Mike, uh, M.A. Sokol is going to be joining us at some point, and I cannot remember what episode oh, he called. Oh, I to know episode he wants. Okay. Let me see here. Oh, he would like to call dibs on on the Eater of Light. The Eaters of Light. Uh, the, Ron- the, the Rona Monroe episode. Yes. Okay. Yes, that makes perfect sense. So there you go. Seeing as how she also wrote Survival. So yes. Yes. Absolutely. So there you are. Um, very exciting. We're actually going to try and get some more people on to talk about New Who, because why not? Yeah. Why not? They've 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 got a, a Nardle in the TARDIS. Let's, you know, get some extra voices into our um analogy missing here. <laughs> oh Earthshock just does that to you, doesn't it? It apparently does. Let's get some other people aboard our freighter. Wait, no. The, no. Whoa no, because everyone died on the freighter. And everyone well, was yeah. just Adric. Yeah. Oh boy. Um I'll work on it. All right. So work on the until until Taylor comes up with an analogy, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, just search Podcastica on Twitter. It's actually the Podcastica. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica and rate and review us as well. And you can also subscribe to this show and all of the other shows on the Night of the Living Geeks Network on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. And head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Podcastica shirts. We would greatly appreciate that. And Absolutely. also, make sure you support the Y-Axes. They do our music. Check them out on Bandcamp. It's the theyaxes.bandcamp.com. And they're also on Spotify. That's it. Here we yeah. go. New Who. I've been ready for quite a while. Oh, yes. So join us again in, that's about two weeks, yeah? That is two weeks. In two weeks for New Who. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. written by Eric Sayward and directed by Peter Grimoire. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> I thought you'd have a fine time with that. It sounds like got... a Transformer name.